You're listening to the home of cool, irreverent, and entertaining talk right here on L.A. Talk Radio. You're listening to The Art of Love with your host, Lucia, right here on L.A. Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to The Art of Love. My name is Lucia. I'm your host and a dating and relationship expert. And I'm here to entertain, educate, and enlighten you about love, dating, and relationships. Take your live calls, answer your emails, and speak to guests of books which I find interesting. And today, the topic is quite controversial. Although more and more dating coaches and experts are endorsing it, and uh, most men don't like it, and also most women don't like it. But we are going to change your mind, hopefully, by the end of the hour. And that is the theory that a woman should date more than one man at a time. Although not necessarily have sex with one more than one man at a time. And uh, luckily, my guest is in the studio. It's always nice to have someone here. It's Cindy Liu, the author of The Four-Man Plan, A Romantic Science. Welcome to the show, Cindy. Thank you so much, Lucia. It's great to be here. So, um, Cindy is a professional actress for over 18 years. She's performed in theaters across the country and in dozens of television shows, films, and commercials. And the four-man plan began as a one-woman show in L.A. Boy, would I have loved to have seen that show. <laughs> <laughs> you can see a lot of it online on YouTube, actually. Okay, <laughs> wonderful. So, and the website is thefourmanplan.com, and that's four, the number spelled out. So... What is the four-man plan, and how the hell did you come up with it? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the four-man plan was something that I did for myself. Um, originally, I needed to rescue myself out of just one bad dating situation, relationship situation after another. And I just decided that I wasn't smart at love. I was smart in every other area of my life, and I wasn't smart at love. And I decided to use my mind and apply it to my heart so that they could work together so that their strengths and weaknesses could sort of blend together. So I just decided to do everything um, mathematically mathematically, <laughs> and a little scientifically and thought a lot about Einstein quotes and things that made sense like him saying um, that we can't solve a problem using the same thinking that created it was just a really big deal for me. Right. So with that quote, I decided to do basically the opposite of everything I had ever done in my dating past, and it started to work. So I did it, um, developed it over, I did the plan for nine months, mm -hmm. and towards the end of the nine months, I, I met my husband, and wow. he stayed in the graph for six weeks and eventually won everybody out, and we've been married now we just celebrated our fourth anniversary but we've been living together for 10 years <laughs> wow yeah and, and i think you said something that's happening a lot with modern women in that they are very smart except when it comes to love i think we're just not educated about it we're mm -hmm. not really given a rudder we're thrown all of these pop culture icons uh you know we grow up on cinderella and fairy tales and then we watch sex in the city and but that's not an education, that's entertainment, you know, and, and we're not given an education about how to approach men and be around them um, and while we're looking for someone uh, to be committed to. Me, too. 
Yeah, and I always say, you know, if you're still dating one guy at a time, you're dating like it's 1950. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you because, are. <laughs> I mean, that's how, in, the, in the 50s, you could get away with that because you date one guy and usually end up marrying you. Right, right. And women these days are what I like to call serial monogamists, right? We go from one man to another, whether it's for two weeks or two years, hoping that he's the one that's going to work out, mm -hmm. and then it fizzles or, you know, it goes badly, and, and we're surprised every time. Plus, we're racking up more drama and scars in the meantime. Every time we do that, we create momentum on this cycle. And so the four-man plan just ends the cycle and has you just start fresh, literally a clean slate, you know, going forward with your dating. Okay, so I'm sure everyone's wondering, what is the four-man plan? Well, the four-man plan basically is, and, the, and by four, I always tell women, like, don't panic. You know, I mean more than one man at a time, up to four men at a time, and that not all men have equal value. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing something like online dating, that the men who show interest in you there, that you're bantering back and forth with, they're just a quarter of a man. You've not met them. You don't know anything about them. So you can have, if you're online, say, up to 16 men interested in you at one time that you're corresponding with, mm -hmm. you know? because that's doable. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing I tell women is like, listen, if you're not ready to spend time making several phone calls, several emails, and spending two or three nights or, you know, a lunch date here and there, a coffee, one dinner, um, then you're actually not ready to have a relationship. Mm -hmm. So by if you're not in a relationship and you've got one guy that can see you once a month, then you're not really stretching that muscle of being able to build time to include other people, another person, a partner into your life. Um, okay, so you say, you, so everyone, when you meet a guy, so does he start off just as a quarter man? Um, pro usually, yes. Uh -huh. If you've just met someone casually, randomly at a party or, you know, out somewhere and you exchange phone numbers, then yes, he's just a quarter of a man. Nothing's he's not half yet. the man he used to be. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and for those of us, those listening and wondering what the heck we're talking about, um, there are graphs in the book, and I have to say... There are graphs on the website as well. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So if you go to the website and click down downloadable images, you'll see what we're talking right, about. Right, exactly. But if you don't do that right now, because when I first saw the graphs in the books, you know, being a normal person, I, I, I see fractions, I see math, I see graphs, and I, I get turned off. <laughs> and so I was like, what? I'm like, okay, well, forget these graphs. What's she talking about? So at first, I, I have to admit, I was turned off. But then after I read the book, then I understood them. Then I'm like, oh, okay. I was wondering why you had a stick man with a huge penis in there. <laughs> but it made sense after you read it. Yeah, at first I was like, I don't know what that is, but okay, I'll keep reading. Um. <laughs> well, and what we do is we have a, a, a square, and it's called the Mantrix Graph. And it's uh, basically just a two-by-two two box. You know, it's a four-square box. And uh, I have women draw their men that they're seeing into a graph every week mm -hmm. to make sure that they're keeping track of everything. But it's sort of like a mini vision board as well, so you know what's going on in your life and you can project a little into the future. And the reason why you draw uh, the one you're sleeping with with a huge <laughs> penis on it, so you can take that penis takes up its own quarter square. Yes, um, <laughs> so uh, the man that you're sleeping with is two and a quarter mm -hmm. because you can't have two men that you're sleeping with in the graph. So by drawing his penis and making him two and a quarter, that means there isn't room for another one of those in that square. Okay. And it also helps punctuate the importance of the man that you're sleeping with in your graph. Okay, let me get a little mathematical here. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you since you said, okay, we're going to go into fractions. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so since you said you're looking ultimately for the three and a half man, yes. so if the two and a quarter man is taking up two and a quarter of three and a half, does that mean you now have 
Uh oh. Five quarters no, no, to play because with? what would happen <laughs> is that he would he would have to get promoted to a three and a half man. They start as quarter men, they move their way up to half men, whole men, then a two and a quarter man, uh-huh. and then eventually if you do become committed to someone, then he becomes the three and a half man. There's really not room for much else except for, you know, your chiropractor and your piano teacher. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I'm saying while you have the two and a half, two and a quarter, mm-hmm. see, I you would get confused, then how many other men do you have? Well, then you still have one in a three-quarter space in your That's graph. what I meant. One of the yeah, three, so okay. you can have a whole My man, you know, you can have three more men. You can have a whole man, a half man, and a quarter man. Okay, I thought you could have five quarter men. You could have five quarter men. <laughs> It's up See where to you. These fractions no, go. You, when, once you start drawing it in and seeing it, you'll understand. You'll totally understand it because much better than you can, even if you're dating one man in your real life. We get so confused and we spend so much time on the ethereal and the future and all that stuff to really just put it down on paper. The way we do work, the way we make our shopping lists, yes. the way we do everything else is what makes our brain activated as part of the process and communicating with our heart. Okay, and uh, yeah, you know, I, I know people that have done you know are doing this and they said that um their self-esteem started to go up yeah that is one of the first signs i mean that that happens immediately mm. when you start the plan you feel empowered because there's a way to do it you're not like running around with your you know head caught off you know what you're doing and you know how to communicate what you're doing and that's what is powerful about it and also you're not just sitting sitting waiting for one guy to call and wondering where the heck oh he is. Oh my god, what a nightmare that is. It's yeah. Hell. No. I mean <laughs> now when you when the phone rings like, "Oh, who is it?" Yeah, you know? which one is it? <laughs> Quarter man or two and a half man? <laughs> yeah, and you know, even that sense of anticipation of wanting it to be one or another is information for you as well. I mean, the whole plan itself is designed for you to be able to collect a lot of data and make a good decision for yourself. So every step of the process is about collecting data in a way that you can use it. Yeah, and also what they told me was that when you're dating a guy who doesn't treat you well, it's a lot easier to spot that oh, when you're easy. comparing him with the other guys who are treating you wonderfully in exactly. the meantime. Exactly. Even if you're much more sexually attracted to that one, you still see in the other men in the graph that there is potential to be treated well and or maybe you're attracted, sexually attracted to someone who doesn't treat you well, Mm -hmm. which is a real red flag for yourself. You really learn your own sort of neuroses that have been holding you back from being in a good relationship. And also you said that when you practice this, that men seem to step up and are much more giving. It's amazing. I really have found that um, that genders do have different ways of behaving. It's not a feminist thing. It's Mm -hmm. not a sexist thing. It's just that we have a different way of um, courting each other. And they, you know, the way women, when women find out there's another woman, like, completely lose it, you know, (laughs) and everything goes bad and we stalk them and we pry into their email accounts and do all that kind of bad behavior. Men start doing things like polishing their shoes and bringing flowers, you know what I mean? It's like, it's a fantastic trade-off. That's funny. Yeah, we would never be, you know, cleaning our shoes and bringing gifts. (laughs) Finding out there's another girl does not make us behave better. But no. I have found that for most men, that is the case. Yeah. And they also, like competition. We know that. Right. You know, and it gives them something to go for. That's right. That's why they're into sports. That's why Hello. they're into every, you know, male-centric business is super competitive. You yeah, know they're used I mean? to the they're, competition. Right. There's not a million male yoga instructors out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also, you said one other side benefit uh, was that it made you more compassionate. How does it do that? 
Well, I think one of the major goals is to get women to go out dating and have a great time on every single date. And that means being present with themselves, knowing that the guy that is sitting across from them, they don't need to judge them as a future husband. You know, they can just look at them as a human being and see their good qualities because there isn't so much pressure that this guy's got to be the one. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or if he's not the one, I'm wasting my time. Mm -hmm. No, you're never wasting your time when you're with another person. And so when you sort of soften that focus a little bit and... And really just relegate him, hey, he's a quarter man, he's a half man, he's, maybe he'll make it to a whole man, but he's not <laughs> going to be my husband. You know what I mean? It makes us less judgmental, mm. and that automatically brings a softness and a compassion for another human being, you know, and even for ourselves. It lets us see that we don't have to put on a show or do some kind of A-game business every time we go on a date, you know what I mean? Because maybe he is just a quarter half man. Mm -hmm. And actually, most of the women that have found themselves in marriages and relationships off of the four-man plan. It wasn't the one they thought it was going to be, and they always are so much more relaxed on that first and second date mm. because they just they don't see him that way. Right. And so they're much more themselves, and so they're far, for more compassionate for themselves and the other person. Whenever I hear, oh, they never thought it was who, never thought it was who it ended up being, mm -hmm. I always get scared because I'm like, oh, no. Who's going, oh, no. <laughs> You'd be surprised. It better not be you a know, short, balding back. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it generally is the, it's the guy that you think that is such great marriage material for, for one of your girlfriends. Else, yes. That's the one. <laughs> it just takes about, you know, it takes girls an average of, 10 or more dates with that person to realize, oh, no, I don't want to give him away, you know. But at first, initially, it, we're not that attracted to uh, the one a lot of the time. So um, does that mean that you should say yes to everyone who asks you out? As long as they don't give you the ickies. Mm -hmm. And I outline the ickies very specifically in the book. Mm -hmm. And, and um, that is just, you know, the feeling that you get that there's just something lacking a certain integrity or kindness or we are looking as four-man planners we're looking for just three things and that is someone who's honest loving and willing and if you think that that the guy that's asking you out has the potential to be all three of those things he hasn't negated those things by already lying to you mm -hmm. or already being disrespectful um, then yeah I do suggest that you say yes Wow mm -hmm. okay so then how do you tell the guys that they are going to be one of several you know, I have many sample scripts in the book, and then uh -huh. since we've had a forum going for, um, I think, about four years now, there's a huge section that's all about sample scripts of how to have a man, is what mm. we call it, H-A-L-V-E, <laughs> um, because they become half men by knowing that they're competing. So what, the easiest way to do it is to be on the date, to be having a great time, and have them do something wonderful for you and tie it into a compliment. So I'll say, you know, if a man pulls out my chair, I'll say like, oh my God, you know, I have to say, you're so fantastic. And of the men that I'm going out with, you're absolutely the best gentleman. <laughs> and that's when he drops the chair, pulls the chair away. <laughs> you know, like I said, there, I always encourage women to do it by the end of the third date is uh -huh. the absolute deadline because by then they they can take that you know what I mean once they start getting attached in their minds because they don't have the proper information they might take it the wrong way but on the first date on the second date are you kidding that's just going to up their game what have been some of the reactions when the guys have heard of all the men I'm going out with blah 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 <laughs> You'd be surprised. A lot of men are really relieved because most women out there have their, 
you know, their baby claws, their claws out. out. I mean, they just want a husband. They want a baby. They want a house. They just want to get this last piece of the puzzle. They've got their dress picked. They've yes. got their, Damn you know it. what I mean? Where's They've the got the destination wedding plan. They just need the one. And I think men have been sort of terrified of um, being looked at that way on the first, second, and third dates. Mm -hmm. And it's a real relief for them. And it really opens up an honest communication. And then guess what? They'll probably tell you if they're seeing other people. And that way that that sort of facade is just down. Mm -hmm. You know, why shouldn't we be dating other people? If you're a fantastic woman, if you're beautiful and you're smart and you're charming, why shouldn't a lot of men be interested in you and have you entertaining those ideas? Um, so what do you say to women who are opposed to this four-man plan? Well, they shouldn't do it. Oh. <laughs> but I would, oh, you know. that's not the answer I expected. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to convert anybody or preach anybody. I honestly think that when you had enough heartache, mm. you will come to a point when you need to try something different and you know it. And you look around your girlfriends and how they're failing, 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 mm. and they need to do something different and you know it. You know what I suggest to my, my four-man planners is don't take advice from your, your single girlfriends mm -hmm. because um, they just – it's like taking money advice from somebody who who no doesn't have a car. You know what I mean? It's like you want to you really want to go with something that has proven something. And there are women, I'm sure like yourself, like you're you're expert daters, right? And now it's time to take that next step and be like an expert at sort of pr enjoying this dating experience if you're ready for this, mm. towards the goal of finding someone. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So there's a point in which you sort of want to break out of that single mold and come into something different. This is a way to expedite that process. Now, personally, I love dating. You know, so <laughs> I do too. It was, it was a long time. <laughs> and honestly, when I met my husband, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, I got to stop dating now. I have to now. stop dating. Damn it. You know, and which is why I still love to talk to my single girlfriends because ah. I love to live vicariously through them. <laughs> wow. Um, well, that, so that's a great answer because usually I'm trying to convince my friends to date more than one guy, but that's great. It's like, okay, I guess you haven't had enough heartache yet. Yeah. I mean, if you know, there comes a point in most of our lives, and that's why it's most successful with women that are starting to be later in their 20s. And honestly, the first woman who got married off of the plan, she got married before I did. Um, How dare she? <laughs> she was 60 years old. Oh. And she had lost her husband oh. 12 years prior mm -hmm. and had been so afraid to get back into the market. You know what I mean? She loved her husband very much. Um, and this was her sort of brave jumping off point because it's such an intimidating world out there right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now... Let's say uh, a guy doesn't want to be exclusive, mm -hmm. but he doesn't want a woman to date other guys. What does that mean about him? I think that's kind of obvious, right? He has double standards. Mm -hmm. And that little piece of information, if he's willing to share that with you, mm. is a valuable piece of information if you're considering a relationship with him. So he's going to have certain rules for himself that he doesn't consider um, you know, for you that he doesn't consider himself needing to follow. I think that's important to know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when do you decide to get rid of the other guys? Well, it's a natural process. You know, the most fun process is to have a f such a full graph that you're brimming over. You can't go over the four. 
So I tell women, they say, well, there's men in my graph I don't like. I'm like, get men you like better. Mm -hmm. And the way you do that is by continuing to build your self-esteem, continuing to get clearer and clearer on what's good for you and what you like and what you enjoy. And slowly, that is what you'll attract. I mean, we all know about the secret and the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. And and the four-man plan definitely implements that by bringing your vision clearer and clearer into focus, bringing those vibrations into your body, sending those out, and then the right men start coming to you. Um, okay, so then you talked about, you know, getting different guys. So then uh, you go in, in, in the book a little bit about uh, demo, no, demo, yeah, demoting, no, promoting? I'm so confused. <laughs> demoting and smoting. Is demo- smoting even a word? <laughs> no, I made oh, okay. that up. <laughs> well, you can demote men. Um, yes. So uh, the only one that can't be demoted is the one that you're sleeping with. Uh-huh. So the one that you're sleeping with, if you... He has tenure? <laughs> Well, if you want him to leave your graph, he has to be smoted. And I'll tell you why. Because because you're really looking for a potential relationship. And if you've slept with a guy and um, then you sleep with another guy, then you really don't have potential for a relationship with that first man. Because when he finds out that you're sleeping with someone else, either he's like, great, I'm sleeping around too, mm. or, um, you know, he's... There's something special that's broken there that can't really be uh, brought back to life. You know, men men don't need to be the first person you've ever slept with, but uh-huh. in a relationship, they want to be the last person that you've slept with. So, okay, so you're saying that if you get rid of guy A to sleep mm-hmm. with guy B, yeah. but then you decide, eh, I don't want guy B, I want guy A back, he's not going to come no, back. No, and the, the that's this is called the rule of Chuck, actually, in my book. Okay. And um, why, the reason is, is because, um, this makes women think really long and hard mm. about who they'll sleep with next. Okay. You know, so he's got to be better than the guy that they're already sleeping with um, as far as relationship potential. Uh-huh. And it just gives us that moment of like, wait a minute, I'll have to get rid of this other one. So right. it, it'll, it forces us to wait that third, fourth, fifth date um, to really consider who they prefer. Because So it's sort of, you know, obviously what I always say, there's this, there's no four-man plan police. You know, you can break the rules. But what, yeah. at least you have something, a structure that you can push against and see your own results. Yeah, and so, you know, I read the book, and I actually posted this on my Facebook this morning, and I asked the guys. I'm like, yeah, if a, you were with a woman having sex, but you weren't committed, and then she went to some, have sex with some other guy, and then came, you know, would you want her back? And some of them said, if I didn't have feelings for her, I wouldn't care if it's just a booty call exactly. or friend with benefits. Exactly, and, then, and one guy said, no, because now she would be stained. And I'm like, what? They have this weird... It's crazy. I know. He (laughs) he really was brave for confessing that because most men wouldn't confess that. But they have a purity thing. They want the one that they're with to have purity. And like I said, these days, it it can't be that she was a virgin. Right. right? That hardly ever happens. But the purity now that they're looking for, that they'll settle for, is that (laughs) after you've had... They don't want to know that you've had them and would ever go to someone else. They want to know that once you were with them, like, You couldn't possibly think of having sex with someone else. And, you know, they're being really good sports for participating in the four-man plan, so we got to give it to them. You know what I mean? So then, is it more (laughs) of an ego thing rather than a stain thing? It can be both. It can be a lot of things. There's a lot of reasons why men will say that's just for booty call. Mm. I can't take her seriously. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because then my answer to him was, oh, so then she, uh, so unless she was a virgin, 
then how can she not? No, it's more about the purity of the connection that's created between oh, the okay. two people. And I just think, you know, the book is modern and edgy and you can have sex and all that. Yeah. But at, the, at its heart, it's very old-fashioned about love. It's right. very old-fashioned about how two people come together and that it's special. You know, and to preserve that specialness even while you're doing the four-man plan with each one of the men, mm -hmm. you know? Okay, so just uh, in case you missed all that. Um, <laughs> so you, if you find a guy and you have sex with him, then do not get rid of him unless you find someone way better that you want to have sex with. <laughs> Is that right? Did I paraphrase That's badly? That's a perfect paraphrase. <laughs> it sounded like a terrible paraphrase. You know what? Screw up. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Cause, okay. There's that's, just... that's another way of saying it. Exactly. Yeah. So just look for the stick man with a big penis. That's right. And you'll see. Um, okay. So in terms of, okay, talking about having sex. Sure. You said that, um, and again, we're paraphrasing here, a man can't use his brain and boner <laughs> at the same time. So he'll take what he's offered, meaning that if you just throw him sex on the first day, yes. he'll take it. Yes. And only afterwards when he's alone, will he decide what category you're going into. Yes. It's never his fault if you slept with him. Great. <laughs> Talk about being double yeah, rules, it's, double standards. It is, and there are some, obviously there's gender, you know, there's ways that our brains work. So if you're in a, on a date with a guy and you've had a couple cocktails and you're making out and he gets excited, that's it. Now he just wants to have sex. Even if before you he got excited, he thought, you know what, I really, really like this girl. I think I can take her seriously. He's always going to... A lot. Of, I'm not going to say always mm -hmm. because there are exceptions yeah, you can to always. every rule. But he's probably going to take the sex, and then he's going to say, "Well, she's too easy for me to be ser take seriously." Mm -hmm. But he's going to take the sex. He's not going to really. What man goes like, "No, no, no, baby, I want to wait." You know, it's not. It's not really up to the guy, and he's not culpable for it. I don't hold a man responsible for us having sex. I hold myself responsible for us having sex because it's my choice. You know what I mean? And it's always, they always want to have sex. You know what I mean? They're yeah. going to take it wherever they can. So, because it, it's not as easy for them. Of I told course. my husband, I said, listen, if I want to have sex with a man, it'll take me about 45 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, I could be having sex with a man in 45 minutes. Not you. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, okay. And 45 minutes. Not long. Just walk on the street and grab exactly. someone. Exactly. It's but not that long. that's our point of view. Men don't have that. No, they don't. They Thank God. They have to work really, really <laughs> hard for it. So when somebody offers you a freebie, of course you're going to take it. But we have freebies there everywhere. And so that's why we don't want it all the time because exactly. we know we can get it in a second. And that's why it's our responsibility to decide when we have sex. Right. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so the women that are listening, let's say they're already sleeping with someone, but they don't have a commitment with him, mm -hmm. and they want to start using the plan. Mm -hmm. So what should they do with this guy? Right, well, so this is the <laughs> point at which um, they can just say, you know what, you're my lover, and it's fantastic, and I want to keep it that way, but I would love to, you know, just start seeing other people. And I will do you the courtesy of letting you know if I become intimate with someone else, if you'll do the same for me. That's it. Okay. You know, and what'll happen a lot of the times is the guys will go like, oh, 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 do you want to be my girlfriend? You know, I mean, they'll just, they've been waiting for a reason to sort of take it to the next level and they uh -huh. haven't had one. Uh -huh. So a lot of times women read the book, they approach the person that they're sleeping with, that they want a relationship with, that they can't get a commitment from, and mm. boom, next thing you know, after you go on one date with a quarter yes. man, you're in a relationship with that man that you've the been sleeping with that you couldn't get an answer from. See? Yeah. Isn't it funny? Yeah, it's, that happens quite frequently. Competition, and yet women are so afraid to use that card. 
They are, and w- I don't know why, because we're the fabulous ones, you know? Like, Hell we're yeah. the gorgeous, <laughs> mysterious creatures that need to know what kind of influence that we should and can have over men. The power of the feminine is so underrated, underused, mm-hmm. under-understood. You know, we all know what men can do. And we're, we're competing, we, we, and we, we all know that we compete quite well in their standards. Uh, we can make as much money as them. We can have careers like them. But what about the thing that we were born with, the power that we were born with? Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I want women to explore. And that takes this kind of confidence and knowing once you have your own experiences, you know what, you know, where your power lies. Well, and I think the power of women has been squashed down through the ages because it is so powerful and men don't like it didn't like it and so they tried to kind of keep it hush hush absolutely and now they've like turned it around and they're just using women as booty calls and they're allowing and women are allowing themselves oh, to they're do making that. us think like it's our idea <laughs> oh. you know that that's what we want yeah or the, yeah exactly or that we even want it mm-hmm. and so you get caught up in that and then after a certain period of doing that you're like well wait a minute i didn't really want this but i just kind of got caught up in the whole situation <laughs> absolutely and it's fun sure it's fun but it's not using our abilities which um, are yet to be revealed in most women to their fullest abilities, you know. And also it doesn't bring out the best in men, and you're actually, you don't, because different men, I mean, men will treat different women different ways. Absolutely. It's a circular thing, you know. We, with women not taking the power in the love arena, we've sort of infantilized men a little bit Mm -hmm. about what their responsibility is in this relationship in order for something to grow. Yeah, so that's why they're willing to say, well, I don't want to pay, you know, let's go Dutch. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're looking for a sugar mama. Yeah, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because women let them get away with and it. And so it's our responsibility to educate them about how this is supposed to go. <laughs> yeah, well, I know. I mean, you know, it was too much over in one direction mm-hmm. in the 50s. It was. Then with the sexual revolution, it went totally in the opposite direction. Yes. And now we need to bring it back to a balance in the middle. Yeah, yeah, we need to find that happy medium, and that's why I like integrating women's analytical minds into this process because that's the perfect integration. That's, you know, the left side of the brain and the right side of the brain and the heart and the vagina and everything working together in concert. That's our ultimate skill, multitasking. Right. Now, um, also, okay, let's say let's say someone's been dating someone, they haven't had sex yet. So so how do they tell him that, he, that he's going to be going on a four-man plan? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's like I said, it's a very casual thing. It's, it's not a heavy sit-down talk, you know. It's just a comment here and there that says, you know what, um, I'm actually – if they call and they call on a Thursday and want to date for Friday, mm. you know what? I'm already going out with someone tomorrow. Would you like Saturday? Mm. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, these kind are the ways that you reveal it to the men and let them figure it out, you know? And you just, if they ask you, you answer honestly and that's it. Okay. So let's go back to the sex. Okay. Let's go back. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, so you, what is the wait for sex plan? Uh, so the weight for sex index is one of the most important graphs um, that it seems in the yes, book. Yes, I agree. <laughs> because um, basically it's saying that the longer you wait for sex with a man, the nicer he... The more gifts you get. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but the nicer he is to you, and, and really what you're doing... And Which is, is sad, but okay. Uh, it is, but... It, it, and, and this is... This is kind of a gauche way of putting it, but in terms that we can understand. You're sort of setting your price. 
You know Woo! what I mean? So you're saying I'm not that easy and I'm not that cheap. Yeah, so start spending, buddy. Mm, no, I kidding. mean, obviously, it's not It's not at all. Not about that. And, and, and I don't encourage <laughs> women to just go out for men with money, although money's nice. It is. <laughs> I did okay in that department. Good for you. Um, but it's it's a matter of, you know, they, they sort of know what it's going to take to get that intimate side of you, to get that part of you where you surrender to him, you know? And because the plan is structured the way it is, you're surrendering only to him. So it's something that as it goes along, I mean, and people who wait know, the longer you wait, the better the sex is, not just that first time, but every time after that. And so that's sort of setting the bar, the wait for sex index, the longer you wait, the nicer he is. And then after that is really the point of diminishing returns for the rest of the relationship. That's what he knows he has to do to get you to surrender. Yeah, and it's true because um, several guys have told me that when a man first approaches a woman and starts to talk to her, what he's trying to figure out is what's going to be the price of entry. Yes, yes. And, you know, the longer you wait, the more you become marriage material. In that case. (laughs) As long as you're, uh, you know, as long as you... Wait forever. (laughs) As long as you have your sparkle on when you're going out, and that just means your heart is open and that you're enjoying him and that you're not just judging every single thing, um, that's really what is marriage material. And that's what you create by waiting. Okay, so then what does a woman do if she's horny? Well, (laughs) there is definitely room for sex in the graph, Uh especially early on when you're not um, really serious about anyone. It's time to have fun and explore. I mean, the women on the four-man plan were having sex with very some some men that they would not have sex with because they wouldn't consider having a relationship with them mm-hmm. you know so somebody quite a bit younger or somebody maybe that's a you know quite a bit older or a co-worker <laughs> or you know something that's a sticky wicket like that or an ex or or you know the exes come back you'd be surprised when you start doing the format yes um out of the woodwork why, why is that um well because they realize that they uh, threw something out that other people want. You know, it's like realizing that you put your, your Chagall on the curb because Chagall. it had a tea stain on it. You know what I mean? And somebody snapped it up and people were bidding on it. And re- you, now you know what you've lost. You know what I mean? So, um, and honestly, they don't even have to find out about it. Somehow the vibe just gets out in the ether. All The, the word gets the, out in the universe? Yeah, and the She's women dating. say, like, they, they just out of nowhere, the exes call, you know. And uh, the exes are really fun to revisit, actually, while you're on the plan uh-huh. because it gives you a different perspective on them often women get the closure that they need to move forward right because now they're not so attached to that guy and yeah and they can see and compare directly next to another man and that definitely happened to me uh-huh. uh, my current husband and my most uh, wonderful and devastating ex actually had lunch together with me wow and sat side by side and boy that was a lot of information <laughs> yeah. was this after you were married no, no. This was before um, my husband was in my graph. He oh, okay. was uh, an associate of mine. Oh, and okay. so it was, you know. That's right. The story's uh, in the book. Yeah, it's in there. But it was something else to see him side by side, uh, which I, I never would have done, you know, and been so open about if I hadn't already been four-man planning and knowing how to juggle men. You just gave me an idea. Okay. <laughs> have a party. Invite all four men. <laughs> well, you know, it happened to me. I, I actually did a comedy show. 
um, while I was doing the plan about the four-man plan, uh-huh. and because they were all being so wonderfully attentive, yes. um, they were, I invited <laughs> them all, and they all came, including my future husband, who wasn't in the graph at mm. that time. He was circling. Yeah, he was circling. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't room for him at yeah, the moment. Sorry. You know, and so they all came, so five of them there. Um, and you know, at that point I'd become so adept at it. And, and the thing I did was just, everyone got a nice hug and a a wonderful greeting. And I spent a few moments with each and then I left in my own car and went out with some girlfriends. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. That's cool. Um, okay. You talked about the sliding rule of intimacy or the slide rule of intimacy. Uh What Mm -hmm. is that? Well, what I have is the two and a half uh, quarter man for most women is the man that they're sleeping with because that's sort of the point of no return for us. That's the point for us that we make the connection and start having expectations like he should have called me back because we slept together. That's right. You know, like (laughs) I should get a return email, you know, and and it's really, that's the line where we get a little crazy. Um, so, but for other women, I've got young girls doing the plan. I've got, um, uh, people that are abstaining until they get married doing the plan. Mm-hmm. And so I we I want women to adjust um, that two and a quarter intimacy level to whatever they're comfortable with only doing with one man. Now, if you're, you know, a devout Mormon, I think that's like holding hands is as far I as you can know. go. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I had one person who said like, I just want to go as far as holding hands. I was like, great. Then that's, that your, then that's your two and a quarter. Damn. You know what I mean? Damn. And everybody else don't hold their hand and they can be relegated to the other areas of the graph. Wow, I'm glad yeah. I'm not a Mormon. Um, <laughs> yeah, and that's really helpful because I always wondered, it's like, you know, if you're not going to have actual sex, then at mm-hmm. what point do you stop? Right. So if you think about, okay, if he does this to me, well, I have expectations. <laughs> right, right. That's a great way for each woman to decide for herself. At what point do I develop expectations? Right. And that's sort of the danger zone, you know what I mean? And within that, you should only have one. Yeah, and if you, you know, do go a little too far and then start to have expectations and just say, oh, sorry, we can't do that part anymore. Well, no, you can't, you can't going go backwards. backwards. as we all know, is very, very hard. You know, once you've slept with a guy, it's hard to say, like, no. Well, it's hard for him, not for us. <laughs> I think it's a. I think that's sort of a, a dating foul. You know what I mean? Oh. It's it won't be a game ender, Penalty but box. it would definitely throw a flag. <laughs> okay. Um. So should a guy that you're not having sex with sleep over? Well, I mean, it all depends. You know, it really it it really depends on the woman. Of it's now sex is the intimacy um, barrier, right? And mm-hmm. but I think there are other ones that. If that's the physical intimacy barrier, what's your emotional intimacy barrier? And that's part of what the plan does is make you think about each one of these things. And are you causing your own drama by putting two or three or four people into that zone? You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. the forming plan is not about drama. It's about keeping sane. It's about no drama. It's about no drama. Yeah, and then people misconstrue that. How can I have no drama and date four men? Well, try it. You know, read the book and follow the principles and try it. Mm-hmm. Because once you know yourself better, you know how to stay out of that drama zone. Okay, so going back to something that you just said, the foul, let me revisit <laughs> that. So let's say, okay, someone listening to the show, they want to do the four-man plan, they've been having sex with someone but now they're not sure, you know, that he should be the two and a quarter man. So mm-hmm. so you're saying she can't stop having sex with him? Oh, no, absolutely she can. But, you know, that's got to be a conversation. Mm-hmm. That's got to be uh, something that you talk about, you know, where 
the rest of the plan is really geared toward not having the heavy talk. Right. Um, you try to avoid talking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you do. Because, I, you know, I had girlfriends who went on the first date or the second date be like, where do you think this is going Ew. to the poor guy? And it's, it's so, so I discourage women from initiating the talk. And you don't have to initiate the talk when you tell them that you're dating other men. The urgency is on them, mm-hmm. not on us anymore. Right. You know, so they will come forward when it's time for them to come forward. Trust me. Um, okay. So then like, what is, the, what is the talk? What would you say to him? Uh, well, I would say, you know what? We're not having sex anymore. <laughs> you know that the sex has been great and this has been wonderful, but um, I just don't know that if we're going to have a serious, committed relationship, and that's what I'm looking for. So I'm gonna date around with other people. I'm not gonna sleep with anyone else. If I do, I would do you the courtesy of telling you. Mm, okay. Um, and I would hope for the same in return. Right. Yes. So you said you may want to get rid of a man who's having sex with someone else. Mm-hmm. Is that a question? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I, I know I'm, I'm out of, uh, you know, I don't have the whole quote in front of me that um, if you're having, oh, I know. I think what you meant was if you're having sex with him, mm-hmm. but he's also having sex. No. If he if he's having sex with other women. Right. But he's not having sex with, sex with you. Is he in the plan? I'm confused. He can be. Okay. You know what I mean? The thing is, I, what I'm trying to get people to do okay. is not to think so far into the future that they think that they're that's obligated, why I'm getting confused <laughs> yeah, to think that they're obligated to put themselves in relationship positions before they happen right so if a man finds out that you're dating other men and it's the first date and he gets jealous mm-hmm. that's taking an inappropriate amount of possession over you yeah. too soon you know and it's the same as vice versa if you've just met someone and he's a player and and you decide what he has all the other things and qualities and you get along and there's a connection and you can say you know what I'm gonna include this player on my graph I'm not gonna sleep with him mm-hmm. you know because he is sleeping with other people I would advise that it doesn't have to be that way you know what I mean but that he's gonna know where he stands in this as well you know and that and that he'll figure it out that if he really wants you that sleeping with those other women is not the way to your heart Mm -hmm. yeah but if they were already there when you showed up what right do you have to say get rid of them it's date two you know what i mean right 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 yeah and you said something interesting you said that if you trust a guy who's not always honest your your trust will mess with his head how does that work (laughs) (laughs) well you know the thing is people when once you become someone who is not suspicious Mm. then you will not attract men who have suspicious behavior oh because in order to be suspicious, you need something to be suspicious of. Right. So what I train women to do is like, just trust him. Anyway, he's just a part of, he's a half man, he's a quarter man, who cares? Just trust him. Because because that way, because you know how much time we can spend on suspicion. And 24 wonder. hours? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I was such a detective. Like, I would scan pillowcases for oh hairs. My I was like, you know, down to the nitty gritty, and I just wanted to confer. I would go through the... Um, dishwasher looking at wine glasses looking for oh lipstick stains because you know they kind of stay on oh totally all of us could and i wasted so much of my valuable free time yeah not just doing those behaviors but thinking about it right that i'm really getting women to be like you know what it takes less time to just trust him and let him freak out over the fact that you've trusted him either mm. he'll run or <laughs> he'll become trustworthy he'll run because you trust him yeah because he's not trustworthy so oh. it's too uncomfortable <laughs> 
How dare she trust it's me? It's very comfortable for men who are behaving badly to be with a woman who's suspicious all the time. Because they're used to that. Exactly. You know what I mean? But someone like who's sweet and not suspicious, but also isn't going to sleep with you, is dating other men. They just can't stand in that kind of light. And that's Ooh. what you become as a foreman planner. You become a very bright light. You know, cockroaches Aww, scatter. That's so cute. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, speaking of suspicions, I mean, one time, you know, um, I was, uh, this guy, you know, was emailing pictures and stuff. And I start to suspect maybe, you know, something was up. So, you know, I mean, you become such a genius at finding <laughs> clues. So I thought of, you know, I'm going to download his picture from my cell yeah. and put it on my um, desktop and see if I can get the date of that picture to see if that's when he took that picture, <laughs> you know, to see if he was telling the truth right. that that's where he was right. on that date. But there we are using our <laughs> analytical mind, our yes. computer skills, everything that we possibly know to behave badly ourselves. Right. Or, or, or just for a guy, you know, I mean, I'd rather use it to make money. Why, exactly. why am I using it to exactly. figure out if a guy was somewhere on a certain day? Why are our valuable resources on some doofus? You know what I mean? Like, is the proof is in the pudding. And that's why what the four-man plan does is elong your experience with each man to the point where things will be revealed. Right. Instead of going on two dates and deciding, you know, you don't like his pants collection and just getting rid of him. Um, yeah, actually, you, you know, there was one thing that I don't agree with. Okay, yeah, let's one, one of the few it. things you said, if you go on a first date and he doesn't call you back after seven days to call him, but I'm like, hell no, I'm not calling him. That means he doesn't want me. So why would I call him? Well, you know, this is again, this is um, using more of your analytical mind and your smarts to just be like, this is how I can be done. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, because what if you had a great freaking time and you're waiting and you're waiting, and you're waiting for him to call you? Maybe he lost your number or maybe he's like, what's happened to him? You know what I mean? Uh -huh. So, so it's really a way to be like, okay, um, I give him seven days. I put in that call and now I'm done. Mm, just a courtesy call. It's Make sure a, he's not dead. Yeah. To say like, you know <laughs> what? And, and honestly, what happens a lot of time when you are a four man planner, you become so fabulous that a lot of really, really sweet guys are intimidated. Oh. And so they are afraid to call you because Aww. you are so fantastic. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I am not kidding Wait. you. <laughs> That's terrible. And this is, you know, the thing is women are looking in all the wrong places because a lot of the sweetest, sweetest guys uh -huh. are not pushy. They're in no way aggressive. And they're, they're easily intimidated by the kinds of women that we are when we're in full bloom. They're not used to seeing it. Wow. You know, so that seven-day call is also like, you know what? I, I liked you. We had a nice time. And if you're at all intimidated, like, no, here's me reaching out to you. Mm. So there's a lot of reasons to do it. But it just puts an end to a lot of mental strife, basically. Um, can now, you... do you agree with it? Yeah, yeah, from that point of view, I can. But, you know, I'm such an egotist. It's like, hell no, I'm not calling him. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. It's a weird way to take dating less personally, in right. a way. You know what I mean? Because people do have emergencies, and people do have things that happen, and they're not necessarily going to update the girl that they went on one date with. Right. You yeah, know? Obviously. It happens. It happens. So you say to call after seven days. Can you wait, like, you know, two or three weeks? Yeah. I, I would just, you know, for me, it's like end the anguish. If you're in anguish, just end it. You know, if you yeah. had a great date and he didn't call, you know, just call after seven and just end it. But it, I, I think it's important to reach out within a reasonable amount of time so that mm -hmm. they haven't moved on. Yeah, actually, um, this happened with someone who's now like a great friend. You know, I met him. And this was like back a few years ago when I would, uh, you know, get personal on the first date, so to speak. <laughs> you know, we had a little bit of intimacy and then I never heard from him again. I'm like, yeah. that was a really great guy. I'm like, where, where, where is he? Where is he? And uh, so I waited three weeks and uh, and then I called him and he was like 
so happy to hear from me. Exactly. And then we became the best of friends. Yeah, yeah, and it happens all the time. I mean, at the the thing that happens with four-man planners, too, is that they end up being friends, um, getting business from, and having, you know, great other resources by including these men in their life in this way. You don't, you know, burn your bridges, basically. Yeah, and if someone doesn't end up being a, a romantic interest, they may introduce you to a romantic oh, interest. Absolutely. And we all and us girls we like to recycle our quarters, I say. We swap them around. <laughs> wow. Okay. So now I understand more. I, you know, thank you so much for writing this book. Was there sure. anything I, I left out, didn't ask you that you wanted to say? No, no, this is really fun. And I just think you know, who if you're single, I would encourage you to give it a shot and I would be happy to coach you through it. So you offer coaching? Absolutely. I offer, um, you know, there's a forum, and on the forum, I answer as many questions as I can, and there's a backlog of information there as well uh -huh. of the most common questions. Like I said, there's all these scripts about how to tell guys that you're seeing other men because that's a hard part of the process. Yeah. But I also do private coaching both in person, on the phone, and through email. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. So the book is um, The Four Man Plan, and... Um, the website is theformanplan.com. And uh, thank you so much. Thanks um, so much for having me. Yes, I'm going to encourage all my fans, listeners, whatever you want to call them, <laughs> to do this. I'm going to endorse it because I just think it takes um, so much um, mental anguish out it of does. the whole dating. Um, and it's fun. It's really fun. Yeah, because, <laughs> you know, I had um, another expert on a few weeks ago, and she was talking about, uh, she endorses three men, and she was uh, saying that, you know, when this one woman, this one guy, he didn't want to commit, and he was not happy that she was dating two other guys, and he said, and she said, but she was going out with three men, and she was having a fabulous time. Absolutely. And I got jealous. I'm like, what? I want to date three men and Absolutely. have a fabulous Think time. Think about Gone with the Wind before it went terribly wrong, which <laughs> wasn't her dating fault. Um, but just think about how, what a, a wonderful time that is, and how, you know, this is how we should be. We should be treated this way all the time. Yeah, as opposed to scrambling <laughs> that or sitting at home being upset that someone didn't call. Yeah, you know, the thing is we, we need to be in the present moment. That's a real buzzword, and it's true. And and what girls have to realize is when they are married and they have kids and they are settled down, these memories of these dates will go a very long way. So have a wonderful time in your single life because it's to be cherished, totally cherished. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And uh, so remember that my website is theartoflove.net, where you can sign up for my weekly newsletter. Uh, my book is at lessonsoflove.net. Thanks again to Cindy Lou and the Four Man Plan. And until next time, remember that love inspires, empowers, uplifts, and enlightens. Totally. You're listening to The Art of Love with your host, Lucia, right here on L.A. Talk Radio.